0: You're listening to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. We had a very heated discussion about Meghan Markle. So if you want to join in on that, click that link in the description below. Okay. So I'm going to be trying something a little different, uh, this week. I know if you want to jump straight to the tea, I have Adam from up and Adam who is on the show with me today. So you can just fast forward a couple minutes and we'll jump into all the Erica Jane, Tom Girardi, um, Porsche drama that we'll be breaking down later in this episode, but I figured I would start things a little bit differently this week because it's it's a bit of a different week for me. Um I'm sorry, you guys. I just I've been having a really, really challenging week and I just I've been so sad. I've been overwhelmed with just this sadness and I don't know how to make it go away. And I just find myself, you know, this this show has kind of always been my medium and my outlet. So for the the people that have listened for a really long time, you'll know that we have these occasional life moments where we lean on each other and, you know, but and this is gonna sound so stupid, but it's more of like an inner thing than an outer thing. But I ended up Um, it was my mother's birthday and I wanted to get her hair done. So I went with her and I decided I wanted to try something new with my hair. And then I ended up, you know, we, we ended up trying something new, which I was totally down with. I was like, maybe this will make me feel better, you know, a little touch up, a little something. And so we, we ended up trying something really new, um, And I got like a really intense, one, I got a bit of a haircut, but I also got like this really intense like brunette root put into my hair, which really kind of took out a lot of my blonde. So I just wasn't expecting to like have dark hair. And I think it's just, it's a very roody look. And I, I don't think I necessarily hate it. I think I just feel on the inside, I feel so sad and lost and broken. And then, you know, on the outside, if you look good, if you look good on the outside, it makes everything better, right? You know, or at least to the world around you, now that, you know, I've lost my grandmother and we've gone through the burial and the memorial, like now I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be okay. Now I'm supposed to have mourned it and moved on. And I was expecting to have, I was expecting to have that. And I I guess... I'm, I don't know. I just, I feel like I don't look like myself. And as a result of not looking like myself, I just, I don't feel, I already feel so foreign in my emotions right now because I feel like I'm always so in control of everything. And right now I just, I'm messy and I'm a hot mess. And I just, I'm trying my best every day. And I don't know why I felt the need to talk about this on the show. And also, I just want to say, I just as, as well-intentioned as I know everybody may be with, you know, complimenting me and saying, oh, you look great and your hair looks great and you're beautiful regardless. And I've heard all of those things over the past week. As you've noticed, I've been wearing a lot of hats. And today I just decided I'm not going to continue to wear hats and hide. I don't want to hide anymore. I just, I'm going to own it. I'm going to embrace it. And I'm just going to ride through the messy and uncomfortable emotions and the messy and uncomfortable, you know, outer appearance that I just kind of feel right now. And again, as, well, as well-intentioned as as I know all of those comments are, just think about a moment where you just didn't feel confident. And I right now, I just don't feel confident. And there's no compliment. I'm not fetching for compliments. There's nothing anybody can say that can take that away from you because it's not about the extra. It's not about my hair. Like, really? Like, it's my fucking – like, really? It's not about my hair. It's about – how on the inside, I just feel so unhinged. And I feel so and I even talked about this a little bit on on Instagram last, earlier this week that like, even with my body, I've been working out so much more lately. And my body is changing and I'm putting on a lot more muscle tone. And so like my thighs are getting a little thicker and they're getting a little more toned and my arms are getting a little more toned, which you kind of naturally want. But like, I have a, a, a history with, um, with eating disorders and with body image issues. And so for me, my body changing, again, just makes me feel so out of control of it, even though I know like my body's getting stronger and my body looks fucking hot right now. But at the same time, it's also just like... (sighs) it's hard I'm like staring at myself in the camera I can't stop looking at my hair right now because I just I feel like it just doesn't look like me right now and it's not a bad thing you know it's it's really not a bad thing and I even have a friend who's like oh my god if you're this unhappy they never go to that person that did your hair again and I'm like no I, I love the girl that does my hair I've been she's been doing my blonde for three years now and has been one of the best friends that I've had that's helped me through this grieving process like I love her and I don't blame her at all for this it's Really just it was like that one little thing that really just taps into all of those emotions that you're feeling on the inside. And I don't know why I decided to even bring this up on the show today. I guess one, because I I had to come on, and last week obviously I had full full head of blonde hair, and now I like have brunette hair with like, you know, some frosted tips. And I just personally hate frosted tips, but it's new and it's different and I wasn't ready for a new and different outer me. I was ready for a different inner me. I was getting learning how to be comfortable with a different me on the inside um, because this changes you. I feel like I lost a parent. I feel like I lost a best friend. I just, I don't know how to get through it. I wish I could talk to her because I feel like she would know how to help me get through it and it's just like for the first time in my life, I just... I've never felt this loss before. I mean, I'm not that bitch that cries on a podcast. I'm not that bitch that cries on Instagram. Like who I just like who am I right now, you know? I'm me and I'm grieving and I have to be compassionate with myself. And I know that. And I just want to thank everybody for just talking to me and sending me tea and leaving really nice reviews on the show and I just i am so grateful and appreciative because this show gives me meaning and purpose and you know all of last week we were taping episodes for adulting and I you know we had to tape a few of them and I was wearing hats and then I was trying to wear my bluetooth headphones and then it fucked up the audio and I was like okay I can't do that anymore now I just have to own it and rock it and I just have to I just have to be in this moment right now and feel my emotions and have emotions and just kind of process everything as, as it comes, you know? And again, it's not about the hair. Like that's such a stupid superficial thing to be like, oh, I got a bad haircut and a bad color that it's not even bad. It just, again, it just doesn't feel like me. And then, you know, I was like, oh, now I'm going to have to bleach it a lot sooner than I was planning. And then I'm over here like trying to use clarify. I'm trying to do everything. I was trying to do everything that I normally wouldn't do to like keep the color. And now I'm doing the opposite where I'm like washing my hair in really hot water so that I can open the cuticle and release the color. And I'm using clarifying shampoo and, you know, I'm trying and, and blow drying my hair because again, the heat releases the color and I'm just and then I'm, I'm like, oh my God, now I'm going to ruin my hair, ruin the quality and the texture of it. And then I have to bleach it again soon, so my hair is probably going to break off as a result of it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm not going to not feel confident. I'm just going to be me. I I host a show called fucking hashtag No Filter. I need to be a little unfiltered right now and just be me and and sit in my discomfort of my life right now. Not my hair, but my life, because my life is really uncomfortable. I lost my best friend, and I'm trying so hard to be there for my grandfather because that was his wife and you know be there for my family and you know it's just it's really hard and i'm trying my best and i appreciate that you show up with me every week and that we can just forget about life for 30 minutes or an hour and just talk about fictitious reality tv drama and that's more of what we will do today um And it'll be good. I promise. We're going to have a lot more fun and laughs. And there's going to be a lot more fun Instagram content. And I will be blonde and bitching again very soon. And, you know, maybe right now I just need to have really long brunette roots (laughs) to help me through. Like, obviously, it's, you know, divine intervention. It's the universe working its way through me and forcing me to, like, you know, deal with my inside shit. I don't know if I shared this. I think I shared this on on the Adulting Podcast. But I... Had taken a break from dating, and then like take taken three months three months off, and then when my grandmother was in the hospital right before she passed away a few weeks ago, I decided to re-download all of my dating apps because now I was like, now I need a distraction, now I need boys and sex to just like keep me busy and keep me not thinking about what I'm feeling on the inside, and then after I got my hair did, and I just felt so not myself and so not confident in myself, I deleted all of my dating apps, and I was like, I don't want to be seen by men. I don't feel attractive to men right now. I don't want anybody to look at me right now. And and now I'm realizing it's because I went back into dating for all of the wrong reasons. I left dating because I was trying to use it as a distraction. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to get back into the dating game and to get back onto the dating apps because that's going to make me feel or nothing and avoid my emotions. And now it's like, no, bitch. The universe is like, no, bitch. Now you have to feel your shit. You have to feel your emotions. You have to get through this and you have to do it by not avoiding it. You have to walk through the fire and get out on the other side. You have to walk through the fog and know that eventually the fog is going to be lifted and things will be different and things will be better on the other side because this is a natural part of life. And grieving is not easy and it's unique to everybody, but it's it's something you have to do. It is it is a part of living your life is having to grieve people. And that's just, you know, it's where I'm at. So thank you for sitting through, what, what are we? Uh, 10 minutes. Okay. It wasn't that long. 10 minutes. Thank you for sitting through 10 minutes of, of messiness and icky, unhinged uncomfortableness and crying. I don't cry. I don't cry and I don't cry on this show, but I just... This was actually very cathartic. And I'm probably going to have a vulnerability hangover once this episode comes out. But thank you for for listening to me. And if anybody's feeling alone right now, if anybody's feeling depressed or sad or grieving somebody that they love or missing somebody that they love or just having a bad week, maybe you got a bad haircut. Again, I'm not, I, didn't, I don't have a bad haircut. It's really not bad. It just, again, just feels foreign to me. But if you're feeling any of the above, you're not alone we're going through this together. We're riding through life together and we're, you know, laughing at all of this reality TV drama. We're laughing at Teresa and Jackie on Real Housewives of New Jersey right now because it takes us out of the heaviness of our life right now. And that's okay. We'll ride through this together. So thank you. Love you. Now let's actually get into the real show. Okay, so this is going to be a big week because I have on uh, former Real Housewives of Potomac star Monique Samuels on the show this Wednesday. She's no longer under contract with Bravo, so she is like ready to spill the tea. She's going to tell me what's in that binder, what we didn't get to see at the reunion. She's here to mention it all, so get ready. But before that, today's guest has a killer YouTube channel with over five million views and he's always spilling that tea he's looking real cute today which is making me feel really insecure after my intro earlier please welcome from up and adam live the one and only adam coy newell how are you i'm good how are you
1: good i'm so excited your intro made me feel like I, i know we've been in COVID, well the pandemic and quarantine for like the past year right and your intro made me feel like i was back at the Abbey in west
0: hollywood for a second I know the music, it gets you pumped. It gets you going.
1: Yeah, I feel like I I just had three shots of espresso in like 20 seconds. Three shots of espresso, not vodka? No, not vodka. No, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Are you not a drinker?
1: No, I am a drinker. That's the problem. I don't want Uh, vodka. Last night, I think I overdid it enough for like the rest of the week. So
0: I'm good. Oh, my God. I know. Last night, I had to celebrate my mother's and my brother's birthdays. And so she just had a lot of vodka and a lot of tequila and a mechanical bull. Wow, my my brother's is today. Oh, really? Yeah, I love it. I have. We wired. didn't get a mechanical bull, but yeah, <laughs> I actually have three brothers' birthdays this m- in the first two weeks of March. It's my dad, my mom, and three of my brothers.
1: Oh my gosh! So I, I, honestly, it's an expensive at this month. Point, there's so many. I have a, over eleven brothers and sisters, like with step, half, full. I yeah. can't even keep up anymore. I just look like. Are you allowed to say? Are you allowed to yeah say bad words on a yeah. podcast? I just feel like an asshole, you know, Yeah. because my dad was saying to me today, he's like, you know, Hey, it's your brother's birthday. And I was like, Justin's he's like, no dipshit Drew's. And I was like, shit, I'm sorry. There's so many, how
0: many? Okay. So collectively, how many are there? 12, 12. Okay. So I, I'm one of nine collectively amongst all the half step, all of them. Are you the only gay one that we know of so far? Oh, I'll take that. That's me, too. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, soon we need to actually like get together since because you're in L.A., right? Well, now I'm in Palm Beach. Um, I was living in L.A. till October, but I have to be
1: honest with you. It's not like I wasn't um, wanting or willing to follow protocol for COVID and quarantine and everything. Um, But I just L.A. started to become a little bit depressing after a while being stuck inside. And I had a place here in uh, West Palm that my fiance and I bought a few years back and our tenants were like, we have to move out. And I I said to my fiance, Jason, I was like, I, what are we doing? (laughs) Why, why are we still here paying rent for, to someone? We're paying someone else's bills when we have a place, you know, somewhere else. I I don't know. It it was a spur of the moment decision, but here we are.
0: Well, that's good. i I would have gone, had I not had all my family here in Los Angeles, I would have gone crazy this past year. I almost did go a little crazy.
1: No, that makes sense though, because it's the family, like my whole family is here. And that's something that made it so much easier for me because even though we're like properly socially distancing and doing everything that we're supposed to do, we still get to be together. And we're having a great time, even though it's not a, a time to have a great time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that You're make sense? Like it's just, it. yeah. we're trying to make the best You're of it. You're making the best of a bad situation. Making the best of it. Yes. Okay. I don't want to sound like, gosh, I, I kind of do sound like an asshole when I'm doing like, listen, uh, who, I feel like I'm improv. You
0: have to just like roll with the inner asshole and just know that like people are going to give you shit for it regardless. And you just have to roll <laughs> with it. Um, everybody has an asshole. Whether you choose to use it or not is up to you. Um, what do you want to talk about first? Should we talk about Tom Girardi or JLo and A-Rod?
1: I honestly, this Tom Girardi, um, well, I was going to say case, but legit cases. I've been following so close for so long. I can probably, I I feel like I've, I have it down verbatim, like I, yeah. I'm living this right now. So if you want to jump into that, I say, hey, let's. And do
0: it. I will just say, because I've done like a deep dive and I cover I've been covering it on my show, but I often like to watch your show because you always kind of like have all the details. So I'm always shouting your show out your YouTube channel. So did you yes. I, I'm assuming you read the the L.A. Times article? Yes. What were your thoughts? Because um, it basically said that he was trading bargains with high-profile people here in California to get what he wanted.
1: You know, I obviously until innocent until proven guilty, right? I'll, I'll just throw that out there mm-hmm. to start because mm-hmm. you know that that's how this works. But there are just so many things that are at, starting to pile up that just make everything questionable. You know, they just came out with another article saying that. Um, Charges are imminent, meaning like they are coming now, and that the the bar lawyers are looking into Mr. Girardi because they feel like this latest um late onset Alzheimer's diagnosis and saying that he has dementia and their Pasadena mansion just happened to be burglarized. Like these things are starting to add up and they're like, okay, it seems like you're playing the system. Yeah. And now again you would hate to say that, right? So if someone was actually sick and they do suffer from dementia or Alzheimer's, you don't wanna take that away from them. But at the same time, like these things adding up, like they were pointing out that back in November, you know, Mr. Girardi, he was doing speaking engagements with panels for an hour and a half. And he did two of them where he was very aware, he knew what he was saying. And it just, unless it happens that fast, which sometimes diseases and sickness, you know, they do, they, they get you and they hit you hard. It's just very interesting timing the way that this is all playing out.
0: Well, um, the other interesting piece is it's not early onset Alzheimer's. It's late onset Alzheimer's. Which, Did I say early? No, no, you didn't say early. Oh. But I'm thinking because my understanding is late onset means that it's been happening for a while, correct? Because early onset, is it slowly starting to happen? Oh, I, I'm, I didn't. Let me I actually Google don't this. know the difference between Let early me Google this because my understanding of late onset my understanding is that it's something that has been progressively handling it because early, what is late? Okay, so late onset, the most common form of the of the disease is, a, is characterized by clinical symptoms and signs of Alzheimer's that become apparent after the age of 60. Okay, so it's just, it has to do with age. So because he's okay. older, okay. Early onset is somebody younger that's experiencing Alzheimer's. But when you actually put all the pieces together, he was still practicing law Early last year, until all of these lawsuits started to come up, as much of an icy cold bitch as people seem to think that Erica Jane is, I don't think she would just be like, "Peace out." I'm gonna divorce this man who is deteriorating, in you know that his memory is just going away, and I'm just gonna be like, "You know what? Peace out, screw it." At that point, I would be like, "There's no prenup. I'm sticking it out. He might be around much longer, you know." But that's just my fucked-up brain. But like, I just don't (laughs) understand. And like you said, then there were the panels, and now you have the the California state bar that's like oh we're a little skeptical we're a little fishy or side note where the hell have you but been- you're a little late to the party like he's been screwing people over for decades and now you decide to show up and be like oh something's a little fishy like what what were you jerking off in the bathroom for the past 20 years like come on <laughs> no
1: you know there there were a lot of um of course bravo fans bravo super fans people who either love or even hate erica um but Regardless, they're talking about her who were questioning immediately when she filed for divorce, why? Why now? And one of the main questions was, you know, was there infidelity or is there something happening legally? Which now we know there is. And they're trying to divide the assets that way at least she keeps some of the assets. And then when he loses everything, then she can kind of give him a little bit. That way he's not just walking away with nothing. You know, but or are they that calculated? I'm not sure. Um I actually had a psychic who I spoke with and I know this is like, I don't know, is the word taboo? I'm not sure, whatever. I talked to a psychic about this and she just wanted to let me know. I, She's like, I love your YouTube channel. And I was like, thank you. And she said, I watched the Erica Girardi case and the Tom Girardi cases. And I wanted to just tell you that I know what's going to happen. And I was like, what's going to, what's happen? Going to happen? And she told me that she, she said, everyone's going to be scotch free. Like it's all, they're. They're going to get away with it. That's what she felt. And I'm not a psychic, so this is coming from her. But she's like, they're going to get away from it and they're going to walk. It's going to work out in their favor.
0: I mean, it's not a bad, when you look at the burglary, clearly you can hide assets. That's not an accusation. That's just a hypothetical. Um, And when you, I mean, (sighs) dementia and Alzheimer's and they just happen to all hit at once at the last minute, like it's a little sketchy and you, when cool. you and these are the games that he's these are the bullying and and or, or the alleged tactics that he was using to win all of these other cases for his clients back in the day whereas it's like it's not too shocking that he's you know pulling this out of out of his box of tricks
1: you know It's really unfortunate. Um, I had Emily D Baker, who's also, she's a legal commentator and amazing um, YouTuber, but she really knows how to break it down. It's almost like she does law terms for dummies for me on my show, because I don't necessarily know what all of the terms mean. And I like her to kind of just break it down for me. Um, I was asking her, you know, there are, there are creditors and clients who are owed millions of dollars. So now, right now you have two trustees who have been appointed and they're, to comb through all of the assets and liquidate them in order to pay back all of these people, right? Well, I said, every time we turn around in the headlines, you see a new case that's coming up. He owes $5 million over here, $11 million here, $2 million here. I said to Emily D. Baker, what happens if once the assets are liquidated, they run out of the money? You know, there's nothing else to liquidate. She's like, well, they'll go through like a tier program and whoever's left, they just won't get paid and it's, yeah. it's just unfortunate because a lot of his clients the way he made his money it was from tragedies car accidents plane accidents yeah. boat accidents earthquakes like burn victims and these families they either lost someone or they're that member of their family will never be the same so sure millions of dollars in money it doesn't make it better no but it might help for that person who might be a burn victim to never have to work again and be able to live whatever sense of life they have left comfortably, but you allegedly took that away from them. And it it just, I don't know any, like, this is crazy to me. It's just crazy. This is a Lifetime movie.
0: It is. I just had a client of his on last week that was talking about how she believes that they, that Girardi Keese threw their case in order to help Erica get on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and kind of the convenient timing of everything. I'm not saying that. I'm not throwing that accusation out there. That's something that this client Dana, that's something that she feels happened. And, you know, I'm not going to take that experience away from her. I agree. The timing of it all was very convenient. He was in court battling NBC and then all of a sudden he kiboshes the case. Dana and her partner get blacklisted by Hollywood and then all of a sudden Erica happens to end up on Bravo owned by NBC which you know it's the timing of it was very convenient I will say that and now that the LA Times article has come out and you see that he was trading allegedly trading a lot of these deals under the table to get the things that he wanted it's not too hard to to i it's hard for me to believe that, like the psychic said, that he could get away with it all. But at the same time, I think he knows this, he knows the game so well that he may actually be able to get away with it all. You
1: know, the biggest question here is at the end of the day, there was at, at one point he had a net worth allegedly of between 80 to 200 and what 30 million? It was mm-hmm. something like that, some ridiculous number. And now you have no money. Yeah. Where is the money? That's the That's biggest the- question. Where is the money? That's a lot of money. And then, you know, like the, the home being burglarized, who knows? Who uh, There could be pieces in that house. Again, I, I'm not trying to assume anything, right. but I, I'm just going based off of comments um, that have been on my channel and things that I've read from some of the fans who some people watch, you know, these Bravo shows and they're invested. I, I mean, I'm invested, but some people can like recite the whole episode back to you. And people were messaging me and they're like, Hey, you know, Erica did uh, point out that her husband doesn't like to give her jewelry. She, he likes to buy her fine pieces of art, you know, like really nice art pieces. And that's a great way to move money around and do, and I'm not rich. I don't know how rich people move their money around, you know, like for us, we just put it on our, like our, our, what's it called? Like a buildable card, those little yeah. debit cards that yeah. you just fill up and stuff. That's what, that's what people of my caliber do. So we don't have the money like that to move it around in art. Right. Forms, I guess. I don't, I, I'm not sure, but it's interesting. It makes you question.
0: It does. I mean, what did you think? Did you see her Instagram post, Erica? Which one? Um, The one about God giving her, uh, she posted a quote. It said, do not judge. You don't know what storm I've asked her to walk through. And it's a quote from God. And she the posted, one that she
1: got from Maria Shriver? Yeah. Yeah, I read it. Thoughts? And, you know, just to, just to be fair, you know, who knows what, if any, her involvement was, right? Who knows?
0: I've always said that I don't think she knows. I don't think she is as complicit as people want to believe that she is. I always thought she was the good wife that stuck her head in the sand. She knew her husband was a shark in court, but she's like, I don't want to know. As long as I get my glam done, as long as my music career is paid for, I don't need to know how you're getting the money. You tell me what to sign. You tell me what meeting to show up at and where to twirl my hair for which judges. I'll do whatever you need me to do because I love you and I support you, but I don't need to know all your dealings.
1: Well, it's, it's very Teresa Judice, Yeah. Right. It's, it's the wife who kind of goes with the flow. She knows her place. She knows that the husband is the breadwinner bringing in the money. He lets her do whatever she wants here, baby sign here, do this. Love you. Oh, you want to go shopping? I got this, do this. And you kind of, you trust that. I mean, to be fair if my fiance and I say we we're married and we had businesses together, I would want to see all of the documents. But if there were some documents that he was just like, Hey, listen, I took care of these. I signed this. This might sound really naive, but I wouldn't really think anything of it. I would just be like, Oh, okay. You signed, you took care of it. Thank you. That's one less thing that we have to worry because about. Because you and love I would and Just trust them.
0: Yeah. And I don't think Tom ever thought he was going to screw Erica over. I don't think he ever thought it was going to get out of hand. I think he'd probably kept her in the dark because, one, there wasn't a need to really let her know all of the details. As long as she could, again, go live her life and he could parade her around whenever he needed to. Whenever he had a gala where he was going to show one of her music videos at, he was fine with that, you know? And so I just... I don't know how she's going to end up getting away with it when you see all the attachments that she has to some of the other businesses and companies that he owns. But, I mean, time will tell. Well, you
1: know, it's almost like when you watch, like, a thriller movie or a horror movie, and they're like, well, if I tell you, I'll have to kill you. It's one of those things, like, it's better left not said if, if this were in fact happening and he was moving things around and she wasn't aware sometimes it's easier to get away with things when you don't have everybody knowing and that's not weighing on their conscience and she's she can run around and she just thinks yeah we have it like that so then when people ask her about her money she's like I got it like that yeah and she can say it with a 100 percent conviction because in her mind her heart she's like we're good yep. and that that delivery is everything whereas if She did actually know something and it's on her conscience and people ask her, you know, that's crazy. A lawyer, but you guys have private judge. She's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, he does really well. And it's like, okay, something seems a little bit off Mm -hmm. because she would be more dodgy.
0: Right. Right. Um, What do you think about him now lose or not being able to practice law now that his his license has been suspended? I think, what,
1: <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I, I think that what you your facial said, expression says it all. I think I we're think all doing
1: Well, you said it. You said it at the very beginning. You said, you know, where was everybody in the last 10, 15, 20 years that, you know, these things were happening?
0: I'll tell you my Why theory. Is just now? I'll tell you my theory. I think it's because I'm not making any accusations. It's just a a theory. But what I'm saying is I think that there was a good chance that he was in a lot of pockets and a lot of people knew him as the bully shark. And they're like, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to go after it. He has a lot of power. He has a lot of influence. He knows where Trump's, you know, golden shower video is. He like he has all the dead bodies buried somewhere. And I think he was that type of guy. And I think Erica knew he was that type of guy but i mean time will tell but i think a lot of people were afraid because he probably either had dirt or could have potentially made threats against you know taking money or assets or whatever away from them and i just think people were afraid of him
1: you know it's also crazy too to think um if you dive too much into it like You can rip apart details from clips like again how I was saying fans were talking about the moment where Erica shared that her husband buys her art, but there was another moment where everyone was kind of picking apart. It was Erica Girardi on watch what happens live when um, Andy was asking her about the prenup and she said, you know, if we had a prenup he would just rip it up in front like he's such a high power attorney. It's almost like if you watch her and how she talks about him Mm -hmm. before all of this started happening, you can tell, she knows, like you just said, she knows who exactly who he is. She knows he has a lot of power. And even when he told her be quiet or I'll send you to your room in front of Lisa Vanderpump, you know what I mean? In that scene, it's, she knows her place. She can be this ice queen, this beautiful ice queen who does whatever she wants. And it has this hard exterior with everyone else, but with him, That's not the case. She knows her place or she at least knew her place um, when they were together. And it showed
0: the other interesting thing about him losing or getting his license suspended is it wasn't because of any, like wrongdoings. It wasn't because he was being disciplined. It's because he has a conservator, and he can't. If he can't make decisions for himself, then oh, we must not allow him to be able to to practice law anymore. When he was just practicing law just last year,
1: and we're in only, December, right? Yeah,
0: he, he was just practicing. I don't know exactly when he his last case was wrapped, or when I guess I'm assuming it's when the conservatorship was was um, assigned. But like. How is it that he even had a license after all of these accusations, after all of these lawsuits? Like, how was there no investigation that was ever done? And now we've taken it away, not because he did anything wrong, but because we don't believe that he's in the right mind because he's losing his memory. That's why we've decided to take it away. I get it. We're in a country where it's innocent until proven guilty. But like when there are accusations made, there needs to be an investigation that needs to happen. And I listened to Emily's interviews, Emily, uh, it's D Baker, right? Yep. Emily Emily D Baker. Baker. Yeah. I've listened to her interviews and, you know, she says that a lot of these offenses are things that he could have gotten his license taken away from for a long time ago. Like I don't understand how it got this far. Well, before
1: I actually read that it was the conservatorship that took it away, my first thought was that the being diagnosed with the late onset Alzheimer's, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." You know, if you're diagnosed with early dementia and late, that it's so confusing. Early dementia and late onset Alzheimer's. Um, yeah, you wouldn't think that that person would have the mental capacity to take over a case and represent someone. So I was like, "Okay, that's why." he would have this taken away right now. And I'm sure once they comb through all of the facts of these different cases. And again, there was another um, article that just came out saying charges are imminent, meaning that they are coming. That's what the bar lawyers are saying, even though they are maneuvering these cases to the best of their ability, meaning the being, or the, what is it? Mental being, what is it? Why, Why am I blanking right here? Being mentally, I'm missing it.
0: Incapacitated?
1: Mentally incapacitated. Thank you so much. I don't know where my head is. <laughs> I was. I told you I was traveling today. <laughs> Thanks. But being mentally incapacitated and all of the different variables that are adding in, um, now he's going into a full assisted living facility. Yeah. And even Ronald Richards, who's been following the case uh, so closely, said, you know, of course if he's going with this narrative of being mentally incapacitated and having alzheimer's and not really being able to make decisions for himself and now that judge who or not the judge the doctor who came forward and diagnosed him with this put out a statement and said you know i don't think mr girardi should even have to appear in court because he doesn't understand what's going on wow it just builds his case like Ronald Richard said he can't say he's mentally incapacitated and then live in his Pasadena mansion. That doesn't necessarily make sense because he can take care of himself at home, but then he can't sit in a courtroom. No. So now it helps maybe if he's living in an assisted living facility.
0: I mean, the other part is the wording is also very convenient too, when they're like, Oh, he doesn't understand the magnitude of the case. It's like, well, Okay, that could also technically be true because he's a shark and has a big ego and doesn't think that he should have to pay for any of this. You know what I mean? So I find the wording when they're releasing a lot of these statements also just very specific and specific in a way that's not that's not false, but it's also, you know, an exaggeration of what the truth could potentially be. So I just I think it sounds like a game when you look at his history and, you know, how he's won all of these cases it just
1: isn't that you know as shitty as that sounds isn't that kind of what it is like when you go into the courtroom isn't it a game of who can, who can sort bullshit of bullshit the most who can bullshit the most right so yeah I, I mean i agree with you i think that this is a game um in a way and i think it's very important what terms you use and like you said it's it's those just key terms that kind of sway in his favor. And it might actually change the outcome at least that much more of this case or these cases.
0: I mean, if he's really in the condition that he says he is, then I want him in, in an assisted living facility. I want him with a 24 hour nurse, no more hookers, no more blondies on New Year's Eve that aren't Erica. They have, I mean, the court, Courts
1: are appointing another neuropsychologist um to come in and reassess him and give their diagnosis and see if they think that he has Alzheimer's and see if this original diagnosis was correct. Um, but Ronald Richards also just came out and said when they diagnosed him the first time when this other doctor did it, he didn't do any physical tests. And I don't know how you diagnose someone for Alzheimer's or dementia, but apparently I I guess, physical tests go into it, which they did not conduct, Yeah, which might have, again, been in his favor. I, I'm not saying it was, but you, you are dealing with a very high-powered attorney, yeah. a very high-powered attorney who right now is mentally incapable of speaking for himself. So we're being told. If we think that people in high places don't know how to maneuver the system when that's been their job for the last however many years, I mean, we're, you're living under a rock.
0: You're living under a rock. Um, I, under a rock. I just want to say, because you keep bringing up Ronald Richards, he's going to be on the show next week. So if anybody has any questions about the case that they need legal answers for, send them to me now. So I can make sure I work those in so he can have all of those questions answered for us. But I, I'm ready to see Tom Girardi in a, in an assisted living facility and uh, all of his money paid back to all of the victims that are due money.
1: I hope so. I mean, at least if anything out of this, at the end of the day, I don't want to see, you know, you don't want to see Erica Girardi with handcuffs slapped on her and then going to prison and rotting in a cell. You don't want to see this man at this point in his life. If he, if they put him in prison for all of these things, they add up and he, were to be convicted and they stick him in prison for a little bit of time or a few years, whatever the case is, he's going to deteriorate in there. You know what I mean? You're taking the rest of his life. And I'm not saying that if he did all of these things that, you know, he shouldn't be convicted. I'm not saying that, but you just don't wish any of that
0: on anyone. I would never wish as a basic human being. Yeah. As a basic human being, you don't wish anybody to like Rot in a Rock cell, in or a cell. Yeah. you know, lose any quality of life, and uh, you, you know, know we're gonna get, pipe or shit. You know it's, we're gonna get shit for saying that, right? They're going right. to people will listen. People will listen to the entire episode and agree with every single thing. And then in the comments, they'll be like, but the second that they said that they don't want Tom Girardi to rot in a cell, that's no, what that they is not Again, I know, that's not I know, what I know. I mean, I know. Of, course, of course. You and I know what we mean, but I just, <laughs> I already know how the comments are going to go after that. That's not, yeah, exactly. You know, and you, you have
1: to be, of course, you have to be careful with what you say on anything, right? Yeah. Um, You don't want anything coming back and biting you in the ass. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't want him to, to reap what you sow or whatever yeah. the case is, but everybody should be held accountable when he's proven guilty. And he gets that whenever that verdict comes out and they send, send him whatever it is, it is what it is. I'm not a, a judge. So I would just be like, Oh wow, that's what he got. You know what, man, you did the crime. You do the time. That's it. I don't have any emotional ties to it. Yeah. So nobody ripped my head off or yours.
0: <laughs> um, anything else you have to say about Girardi before we move on to JLo? No.
1: Well, I want to say this about Erica. Um, For anyone who watched Real Housewives of Orange County season 15, oof, it was not the best season. I think it was actually the lowest rated season. And they brought in the new housewife, Elizabeth Lynn Vargas. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to say this really quick, because I was really annoyed by this past season. And who am I to whatever, Um, bringing in a new housewife, when you're a housewife, you your job is to open up your lives, open up, your front doors and show us your family, the ins and outs, what's going on with you, good and bad. Elizabeth Lynn Vargas couldn't talk about anything happening in her life because of her legal situation and getting her divorce. And she just kept saying, when it's over, I can talk about it. Well, you did that the whole season, so why were you even a main title holder on this season if you can't talk about anything? Now, where I'm going with this is moving forward, if we go into the new season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Erica cannot talk about anything, it's going to piss a lot of people off, especially now people are under the assumption that this woman has built up this whole character, this persona on the, it's expensive to be me, glitz glam. Like I have all of this money and I am who I am because I have this lifestyle, but now they know where this money might've potentially came from. And that pisses people off. They don't want to watch that. They want to see a humble Erica who is coming forward in this season, willing to talk about her husband, Her new life what was going on and giving us as much as she legally can if she doesn't do that it's not going to be a good reaction
0: this is going to be a really big and telling season for her because like you said there people have seen her as this ice queen that's it's expensive to be me and i travel and i have all this money and now we're seeing that she's fallen from grace and this is going to be her opportunity to really tell her side of the story whatever that may be now From my sources close to production of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, she's talking, and she's talking a lot. So I'm assuming she's laying down track work and opening up about, you know, what she's going through. I think Emily talked about how she's not under any gag reels, and she doesn't have any... NDAs or that we know of or confidentiality agreements that we know of that would prevent her from discussing anything. I mean, even when it comes to her divorce, I'm sure she can't discuss specific assets if she's fighting for those in court. But in terms of like her reason for divorce, like this is the perfect opportunity, the way we saw Teresa Giudice do not this season, but last season when she was throughout the season, little by little laying down nuggets of why she was leaving Joe. And then boom, at the end of the season, she files for divorce. So I think... There is no real reason for her to not talk. Um, and I think she is going to need to talk if she plans on having any sort of future in reality TV. I don't envision Bravo being able to keep her if she's not able to talk about it. I do know that there is some tension between Erica and Sutton and Sutton pokes into a lot of the drama this season. Um, and so wants her diamond. <laughs> Yes, Sutton is working for that diamond. From what I hear Sutton wants that diamond and she is ready to claw her way um, through Erica's expensive closet to get there. So Oof. I'm looking forward to the new season of Beverly Hills. I know a lot of people aren't from what I've heard about it so far from like inside production and stuff. It sounds like it's going to be a really good season. And um, I hope we get to see a different side of Erica.
1: From your mouth to their ears. Yes, I agree.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, A-Rod and J-Lo. So over the weekend, TMZ reported that they had split, called off their engagement. Then his rep came out and they're like, hold up, wait a minute. That's not true. They're not split. They're working some things out. They're having some issues, um, some issues that may or may not be related to Madison from Southern Charm. But... They're saying, we're riding it out. We're sticking through it. What are your thoughts? Do you think J-Lo and A-Rod will be going to the end? And do you think Madison had anything to do with their current troubles?
1: Well, okay, so I also did a video on this um, when it came out. And I was shocked, and I wasn't, um, with the J-Lo, A-Rod thing, if they were actually broken up, because this Madison LaCroix you know, stuff came out right. And Madison admitted that they had been, her and A-Rod, they've been texting back and forth. They FaceTimed a few times, but from what she said, they never actually met up in Miami. Now, what Craig Conover said from Southern Charm was that they did in fact meet up in Miami and they did hook up, but now it's just a bunch of he said, she said. Right. What What I'm curious about is when I did my video, again, I go through and I, I love to read my comments and see what people are saying. And someone said in the, in my comment section that A-Rod was allegedly going through some legal troubles that are up and coming um, in the next few months. And that Jennifer Lopez wanted to save her image and distance herself from that. The same way that she distanced herself um, from Diddy when there was that club shooting. Do you remember? And it was, she was told for her brand, you know, you need to step away. This is not going in the direction that is conducive to you having uh, longevity and a healthy brand long term, right? So I was wondering, okay, maybe is that it? Or is it the fact that he's running around and potentially hooking up with this younger girl and making Jennifer Lopez look like a joke? Or now they're coming forward and saying, no, we're just trying to work on some things, but we're not actually taking a break. Well, the timing of this, just like the timing of a lot of the things with the Girardi case, um, is a little peculiar. Because, on the day that this was announced, Jennifer Lopez posted on Instagram on her story a photo of her and Mark Anthony, and Mark mm-hmm. was sitting with one of their twins, and I forgot what she said in it, but it was something like, you know, mommy and daddy have you, and we love you, yeah. and just being there for her, being there for her kids, because they were sad, and immediately I thought, oh, the kids are sad, because Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod did an amazing job of blending their family families, as we can see on social media, and, you know, as my parents have been divorced more than I can count on two hands. Legit, Legitimately more than 10 times my parents have been married and divorced. So I know what it's like to, and like you said, you have step um, brothers and sisters. So I know what it's like to come together with a family and then also have to walk away from a family. Yeah. And that's where my head immediately went. And then the next day when they announced that, no, they're still together. I was like, wait a minute. I'm so confused. I, I feel like I'm in this, like
0: what's happening. I don't think she was expecting the news to break when she posted the photo talking to her daughter. Um, And from what I've heard from sources close to them is, and this is something that she has a history of is having a open sort of arrangement, um, not necessarily with her, but with the guys that she's with. And again, this is all alleged. It's not, um, it's just according to sources that I've spoken to, but from what I've heard, they had an open arrangement, but because he's known for, you know, going around with the hookers. He's known for being a flirt around town. He wasn't allowed to do anything in front of her specifically. That's why people hear about, I think on Demois, there were all of these people that were saying they're very strict rules when she's in the room with him about other women being able to wait on them or other women being in the room. Like they're very strict rules that have to be followed when they're together. And there are other women in the room. But as long as it's, it's like a don't ask, don't tell. You go, don't embarrass me. You keep it discreet. You make sure nobody finds out about it, but you go and get your needs met where you need to go and get your needs met. And at the end of the day, we come back together. We have a happy marriage on the outside and we look like a pretty couple.
1: You know, to be honest with you, had I not have ever lived in LA, I would have been like, there's no way. Yep. Right. But it's living so in LA- common. Right. Living in L.A. and it, you sound like this kind of um, like, I guess, pretentious asshole when you say, you know, like, oh, you've met different celebrity couples or high powered couples who, you know, they they've had these relationships set up in this way. And it's common for celebrities. Well, I don't want to say it's common for celebrities, but in Los Angeles. I came to find that there were a lot of people who had open relationships and it was structured with rules. So would I be surprised at all if that were the case for them? No, I would not, especially because you're dealing with, it's not even a normal couple. This man has so many businesses. He's busy. He's on the go. Same thing for Jennifer Lopez from start to finish. Like people say, um, don't make excuses throughout your work day because Beyonce has the same amount of hours in her day as yep. you know, you do. Okay. Well, Jennifer Lopez, same thing. I mean, she is working. So if they had a, this set up where she's like, I don't want to hear about it. Like you said, don't embarrass me. I wouldn't be surprised by that.
0: Well, and then you hear, and then there were other rumors that came out saying that Madison um, had to sign an NDA, and that's why she wasn't able to fully disclose. Not that she would disclose it anyway, but which is also common because if he's going to be talking to other. Other women, I think he should definitely not pick reality stars. I don't think he really knew who she was because somebody at that level doesn't really pay attention to reality stars. Whereas like to us, we know who they are because we're so involved in the reality TV world. But somebody like him probably didn't realize she was on Southern Charm or probably heard of Southern Charm and thought it was some bunk show on TLC, but wasn't (laughs) actually, you know, didn't realize the popularity of the show or her. And... I mean, it's it's standard for them to make people sign NDAs around them. And I'm pretty sure she slipped it and Craig just outed her. And that's why Bravo had to bleep out the name is because she was confined from actually releasing that information.
1: Well, let's be real here, too. Um, just to be fair, I, I've been to parties again, and this is just I'm, I'm giving my experience of being back there um, in L.A. I've been to parties where I've signed NDAs at the door. I've you Candy Burris on Real Housewives of Atlanta signs NDAs before she has people come into her house. Yeah, Um, smart. Lala Kent, who just started Vanderpump Rules, right? When she started dating her now fiance, uh, Randall, when they were, I think about a year together, they were together for a year, they started requesting NDAs, right? When they were having their parties for Coachella and they were having these houses rented. And she said that on the reunion of Vanderpump Rules. So. I think that NDAs are not that uncommon. So if A-Rod were to be running around, yeah, it would probably be an NDA that would have been signed. And she accidentally leaked this to the wrong person, which was her castmate, Danny. And then Danny probably talked about it with Austin or Craig. Or it's just like playing a game of telephone, but then she admitted it. She admitted that there was a conversation and that's where you, you kind of lose because you incriminate yourself.
0: Yeah. And then I think it becomes an issue of it embarrassed JLo and they probably were splitting, but wanted to maintain a front because you look, if you looked at her Instagram that same day earlier, she had done, um, a promotion for, I think her, her beauty line where she was like do you want to see my my wedding day look or my wedding day makeup or something like that you know click swipe up or whatever it was like one of those like promotions but it was in relation to either her bridal shower her wedding I don't remember exactly but um, there was some sort of promotion so it's like you do have endorsement deals and you do have all of these other items that you need to keep up I don't think they were expecting the news to leak which TMZ ultimate and ultimately ended up leaking and that's why they're like we have to Come up with a statement to kind of debunk this and say that we're having some issues, but we're working through things.
1: I mean, that's actually fair if you if you think about it like that. And you know, Jennifer Lopez did she did an interview with Allure magazine and she said, we are going to therapy. Therapy seems like it's helping. Um I think that you might be right here. I think that this might have been something that is probably very real. There is probably a split here, and there are, I'm sure, brands involved because you have a high power couple, right? So if you're getting, if they're getting married, I'm sure the venue will be covered because Jennifer Lopez is getting married in that venue. The dress designers are going to be fighting over, like who's going to be able to be the one to design their dress, you know? And then different companies want to be responsible for doing her makeup. So yeah, you sign all of these deals with these different brands and there's a money sign with that. And then all of a sudden, like you said, this comes out, What happens to the brands? What happens to these contracts
0: where they're supposed to be representing you for your wedding, your big day? All of that, somebody has to pay. Somebody has to pay. And the other thing too is, uh, one thing that I don't think people always realize is when news like this leaks, it's not always um, in line with when it actually happened. Like they've probably been broken up for a couple of weeks and have been putting together the PR plan and strategy for how they're going to approach it moving forward. And it leaking probably threw off their timeline a little bit. But I don't. Do you think they're actually going to get married?
1: No, I mean, this isn't a good start, obviously. You know, four years together, two years engaged, two times calling off off a wedding, and then this coming out. They're not saying that it's not true. That's the thing here is they're not saying that everything's perfect and TMZ is just being annoying. That wasn't their response. Their response was we are working on things, which is sort of like you said. It opens up the door. It opens up the door for a month or two months from now, three months from now, we hear, oh, no, they've actually confirmed it's split. And they can say,
0: we tried. We went to therapy. We did everything we were supposed to do. We gave it our best shot and we tried.
1: We tried. Yeah.
0: And they've probably already been broken up for a while now. And they're probably not together right now, but they'll continue to do all of their PR stunt moves to make it look like they're still together so that it looks like they really did give it a solid, you know, A for effort.
1: You know, it's actually funny to me too. Um, in my comment section, I had my head ripped off because I was like, who would cheat on Jennifer Lopez? And people were like, Adam, nobody should cheat on anybody. I'm like, listen, right. I'm not saying cheating's right. I'm not saying you should cheat on anybody, but who the fuck cheats on Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. Like I just would, I'm, I'm not, I'm a gay man and I wouldn't cheat on Jennifer Lopez. I just don't even know how that works. And I'm sure it's like We don't know what that relationship looks like or she might be a diva or who knows. But it just in my mind, when you hear about some of these these celebrity couples that we love that look like they really have just the perfect lives, like Brad and Angelina or Kim and Kanye or uh, that's a stretch, I guess, a little bit. (laughs) Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod. When you hear about infidelity or anyone breaking up, you're like, what the fuck? It looks like you guys really have it all together, but we're just on the outside looking in, we don't know what's happening behind doors.
0: Yeah. I mean, I wish them well, but I also just, I don't have faith in their relationship.
1: I don't have faith in it either. Um, I, I just hope that honestly, I just want to, I'm the guy who I sort of like to see positive, uh, especially not sort of, I love to see positive, especially after such a dark year. Um, 2020 was just hard for everyone because it was, just, I mean, it was a challenge, right? So moving forward, you would hope that everybody has a lighter year and has a lot of love and, um, just the ability to, to just flourish. Okay. So that's not something that I see for Jennifer Lopez in her relationship with A-Rod. And it's sad because this woman, she has her kids, she has her career. It's almost like she almost has it all, but she can't just keep this one thing, which is love the love of a good man and i sound like a sappy like disney story right now yeah but it, it just it that for me to think about for her sucks and also someone said in the comment section they're like this woman can't keep a man every two years she's recycling them no she was with this man for four years she was with mark anthony from 2004 to 2014 sure she was with ben affleck for a little bit or. Also, Um,
0: who gives a shit if she gets a new man every two years? Like let her live her life.
1: I know. It's like when people do that to Taylor Swift. They're like Taylor Swift is always with the new guy. (sighs) Who are you involved? Are you laying in bed with them? Does it bother you? You're not involved
0: because you're at home because you married your high school sweetheart and you're sad and you're upset with your life and you're upset that you didn't go in and play the fields and date around. And now you're stuck in an unhappy soulless marriage. And that's why you have to knock other people for their marriage.
1: Wow. Wow. I wasn't going all the way there. But no, listen, it's like (laughs) mention it all. It's like, listen guys, it's like when you go to Froyo or the different yogurt places and you walk around with that stupid little cup where you fill up the the cup and you try the different flavors. And really by the time you're done trying all the flavors, you're full. You probably don't want a fucking cup of yogurt anyways. So by the end of it, maybe Taylor or Jennifer Lopez or one of them won't want a man, but they're trying and seeing what they like and seeing what works for them. And they don't have these normal lives. So not only do they have to find somebody who they like, and they're interested in that person has to be able to blend into their life, blend into this stardom, blend in with their families, their children. Of course that that's not an easy feat. Like that's not the easiest task. So I don't judge any of them. I don't judge a normal person who is not a public figure who dates around. I have tons of friends who are out there on the
0: loose, just not me. (laughs) <laughs> and more power to Well, you got a ring on it, so you you don't need to be out there yeah. on the loose. Um,
1: yeah, and I'm, well. I'm also not Los Angeles got a ring on it either. You know, oh it's yeah, not like Los Angeles got a ring. Los Angeles got a ring on it, ring.
0: There, on it is right. very different from a normal ring on it. Los Angeles is like, we I have neighbors in my building that I've been trying to like let them let me into their marriage, but they. Won't let me because it's too close to home. <laughs> um, not in the same building. Don't do it there. <laughs> I know, but I'm just like, how much more convenient? Like, I'm thinking about the efficiency of it, Adam. Like, I can be like, you want it now? Let's do it. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom.
1: You're like, I'm going to the third floor, and then I can come back and I can record my podcast. Yeah, this is sh- like Los Angeles traffic. I have shit an hour. Stop.
0: I have an hour. Let's make it work. That's okay. All right, you're efficient with efficiency. your time. Efficiency. I'm not mad. Okay, so to close it out, let's talk about Portia because a lot of people think that she is leaving Bravo, that she's unhappy with the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's removed Real Housewives of Atlanta from her bio. She doesn't have Bravo chat room in her bio, so people are like, "Oh my gosh, she must be unhappy with Bravo, and she must be planning on leaving." Um, because it's okay, not so like she-, she doesn't have any work in her bio. Because her bio currently mentions Dish Nation. It mentions that she's an actress. It talks about go. Go Naked Hair, Pampered by Portia, Porsche, Williams.com. It has her booking and inquiries email. Okay, so one, I don't know, was Portia an actress? Is she talking about the,
1: the stage play? She's acting like she didn't sleep with Bolo. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, When I was told this, when I was told that uh, Portia had removed Bravo in Bravo's chat room, my first thought is, We know that these housewives, especially if you've been around for a minute, you're making a lot of money. I don't know who is that financially sound. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine being that financially sound where you could walk away from a job that makes you film four to seven months, right? Film four to seven months with the interviews and everything, and then you get a five, six, seven, sometimes million dollar a paycheck for those months, you know, so how can you walk away from that? I I couldn't see that But then I also couldn't see Bravo firing Portia because she's been Sort of the main person this season. That's at least what it feels like to me on the season of Atlanta She's also at the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement, which is amazing and everybody's mm-hmm. applauding her for that yep. She's using her public figure and her platform um, in all the right ways and trying to raise awareness it just seemed like everything was
0: going right i i don't know where this would have came from do you have any ideas i'm thinking she was very unhappy with how she was treated this past season i mean obviously kenya brought up the whole bolo stuff and and the the alleged threesome but i just That's the only stretch I could pull with why she would be leaving Bravo. But like you said, the financial security of being on Real Housewives of Atlanta and getting that salary and Bravo's chat room, which people love her on. um, I just I don't best one on it. I don't understand why she would the money I think would be too good and taking one bad season where I mean, at this point, I think she should just own it and be like, look. I I fuck Bolo. Like, it is is what it is. Like, it's just, you know, let's move on from it. Don't... I think she could... She could have even turned it into a conversation about why we shouldn't be slut-shaming people for having a sex life. You know? She had fun. She didn't realize this was going to be on the show. She didn't realize this was going to become a storyline. She's probably not happy about it. And Bravo's obviously having fun with it. They had, like, Kenya doing her smoking interview, and they did their whole little detective episode. But, like... I don't no. think she's leaving. <sighs> you do think, or you don't think, I don't think she's leaving.
1: I don't think, I don't think she would be leaving either again. Like you said, it's one bad season. And like you said, she could turn it around and be like, don't slut shame me. What, I wouldn't even use that term because she's single. She was single. Yeah. When this happened, um, her ex cheated on her. She is a mom. She's a working woman. She can do whatever she wants. I, I wouldn't even let this phase me. Now, Drew Sedora, who we're we're going to watch tonight, you know, in this episode or this week's episode, defend her marriage when Latoya Ali is like, well, you didn't mind grinding up on Bolo when you're at home with your happy husband. Okay, you might have to yeah. work a little bit better at defending that, right? But for Portia, doesn't matter who gives a shit. She yeah. doesn't have someone to go home to. So this... I don't really see where this would be bothering her that much. I feel like there's a lot more to the story. And again, Bravo's chat room, she is the best one on that show. Hannah Burner's great, sure. Giselle, yeah, I mean, they're great. They add something to it. But for me watching it, and I watch all of these shows, Portia is the one who does it for me. Um, And just to touch back on these contracts that they get, there is a lot of money that's on the table for... Portia's not this... Multi, multi, multi millionaire, you know, take away this contract. She knows one day the housewife, the stardom of that will go away. And then, sure, she'll have a podcast or this nation, or she might even get her own spinoff eventually. But this will see its day, right? It runs its course. It did for Nene Leakes, it did for Vicki Gumbleson. It happens. So, write it out while you can. Don't just pull that cord all of a sudden because you feel like you had one bad season. You had multiple bad seasons. You ripped Kenya off the off the reunion floor like you had other moments that were not as tasteful as this situation of you being a single woman who hooked up with a very attractive man it's okay
0: the other thing i could potentially see is it being a bargaining chip these housewives at this point are not stupid enough to think that they can't update their bio and not let it make some sort of headline or rumor around the the blog sphere so it could also be her being like let me take it off the table because I had a bad season and because it looks like I could walk away from this, Bravo's not going to let her go. Bravo needs her right now, especially with how much they've really leaned on her with all of their activism lately. They need Portia because she's been kind of the face that's helped them through a lot of this past year. And so, and not only that, but she's great on, on chat room and she's great on Atlanta. Like she, you know, and I think she is realizing her power so she could be using it as an opportunity to get more money which i think is part of the reason like kate chastain ended up leaving chat room um i think okay so two things about that um
1: one i i had a co-host the other day kempire daily um who pointed out sometimes these bravo liberties will go ahead and do something that like you said will grab headlines in order to just get us excited or curious about what's coming what's happening and then we start watching more of the franchise and investing ourselves more into it because we want to play you know investigator and figure it out mm, that makes sense sure that could be what's going on or i mean i just don't i i don't know i'm so confused with this because yeah. again I can't get over the fact that there's just so much money on the table. There's millions of dollars a year for Portia on the table. Her and Kenya are carrying this season. Like you said, Bravo needs her on this franchise. Had Kenya and Portia not been a part of this season, it would have been so freaking boring, you know? And I hate to say that because Atlanta used to be my all-time favorite franchise, but now it's like if it weren't for Portia, I wouldn't be watching it. And for Kate Chastain, I didn't even think about the money thing for her because for Kate, I would... I would have assumed that she would just be happy that she has a job with Bravo because she was a stew. But I was starting to think, okay, maybe, you know, um, with Captain Lee's son passing and him having a really hard year this past season, maybe Bravo put Kate back on the boat with them for this next season of filming. That way he has someone who's familiar to him. Maybe she wanted to jump back in there and that's why she took some time away from New York. Now, could that be true? Yes, could it be just
0: totally made up in my head? Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't
0: know. I don't know. Okay. Well, I do know that you have a great YouTube channel and everybody needs to go and subscribe to it. So can you pimp yourself out? What are your social handles and what is your YouTube link?
1: Yeah. Um, so you guys can find me on YouTube at up and Adam. And then also my Instagram, I changed it. It was my name, but I changed it to at up and Adam live. So yeah, guys, if, you're around i mean i saw that you have been doing i first of all i just want to say i love your interviews i love when Aww. um you i just you i think you have a great way of just being able to do what you do and everyone thinks it's easy to jump on a podcast or jump on a youtube channel and talk to different people or even try to sit in front of a camera and articulate yourself and i get I like, I'm nervous with you a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And sometimes it's hard to power through it. So I just have a lot of respect for what you do. I love your interviews. I'll of course stay listening and stay watching. And I hope I didn't ruin it with
0: talking in circles a little bit. And one day you'll let me come back and talk with you. You were great. You can come back anytime we should take. Well, next time you're in LA, we'll actually work something. Hopefully then the studios will be open and I won't have to be like taping in my kitchen anymore. Um, But thank you, Adam. Uh, Your channel, again, is Up and Adam Live on YouTube. So everybody needs to go and subscribe. He has really great interviews, really great recaps. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach and get ready. This this Wednesday, I have Monique Samuels. Next week, I have Ronald Richards. Send me all your questions. Join our private Facebook group. And please leave me a five-star review because I love that validation. All right, guys. I will see you this Wednesday. Bye. Bye, guys.